Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Alliance Defending Freedom, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush. Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys, Roger and John and Neil, myself, Bob. Guys, how are you? Doing great, Bob. How are you? Oh, very good. Thank you. Well, you know what? We were planning on talking about all things China this week. Well, we're going to get to China probably in a couple of weeks or so. Uh, and we're planning probably next week to talk about the Jesus Revolution movie and get some thoughts on that. But today, the big buzz, the big talk seems to be the Tucker Carlson January 6th videos and the reaction to this, the meltdown that the liberal left, the Democrats and the mainstream media are having and the rhino Republicans are having about Carlson releasing these videos. So let's do, first of all, just a little bit of a a little bit of a catching people up on on what's going on here. January 6th, as you know, you had tens of thousands of people that went to Washington, D.C. to attend a rally, a protest rally. They didn't want the election certification results. They didn't want it to be certified for some key swing states, just a handful of states. So they went there to legally and peacefully protest. Donald Trump addressed the crowd. And then the plan was for them to march peacefully to the Capitol. They already had a legal permit. Everything was all done legally, permits in place to be outside the Capitol, to let their voices be heard, to basically say, we are protesting the certification of these results. We're not trying to overturn the election. We're certainly not trying to overturn the government. We're just saying we want to temporarily delay the certification of a handful of these questionable states, send them back to the individual states, let the secretaries of state do a deeper dive on fraud allegations. And then we can, you know, we, we've still got time to delay it. It doesn't have to, to certify it. It doesn't have to be today. So that's what the purpose of this was. Trump himself, as you know, told the crowd, as you prepare to peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol to let your voices be heard, Well, uh, so the people went to the Capitol. Well, you had a couple of hundred or so people that didn't even attend the Trump speech. They had already pre-planned that they were going to storm the Capitol and try to physically disrupt the proceedings themselves. Now, they were wrong. That's not an acceptable thing to do. We've never justified that at all. Anyway, those couple of hundred people, they are the ones that were forcing their way past police, pushing, you know, violently pushing their way past police, pushing through the barriers. And again, they were wrong for doing this. Once they did that, and there's some video that looks terrible. Once they did that, what the police did was move the barriers aside, open the doors, and then allowed people to just go ahead and walk on in the Capitol. From there, you had about six or 700 additional peaceful protesters who just moseyed on into the Capitol with the tacit approval of police, not even knowing that they were violating any laws at that point. Uh, well, we know what happened with the Democrats and the media, of course, in the January 6th hearings 
they cherry-picked only the most violent of the video from the original couple of hundred people and created the narrative that that is the overwhelming majority of what happened that day. And then Nancy Pelosi censored and refused to allow to be seen the over 41,000 hours of the rest of the video that shows that that's not the majority of what happened. That's not the lion's share of what happened. Kevin McCarthy's the new Speaker of the House. Now he makes a decision about these videos, and he says, we're going to go ahead and release these videos. And he gave them to Tucker Carlson, which is no different than any other media outlet that gets exclusive information from Democrats in Congress. Happens all the time. Tucker Carlson got the exclusive. Now he's presenting the video to people to say, here's the rest of the video that you haven't seen. Not to claim that there was no violence that happened, but to merely say that of everything that happened on January 6th, violence was the smallest part of it. The majority of what happened was peaceful. It was mostly peaceful. That's factually true and accurate. The Democrats and the media are having a meltdown over this. Uh, Mitch McConnell and some rhino Republicans are joining the Democrats on this. I think it's disgusting how they are joining the Democrats to go after Tucker Carlson now and make it look like he's somehow lying about what happened on January 6th. It's the media and the Democrats who lied about what happened on January 6th. Okay, I've kind of caught everybody up now. For those of you who haven't made paid that much attention to what's been going on with this, now what I want to do is kind of go around the table and let's discuss this. Let's get some people's thoughts on this. John, let me start with you. Of course, John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, your immediate thoughts, I know we're going to unpack different layers of this onion through the course of this hour, but in a general overview sense, what are some of your takeaways from what's been happening this week? First of all, why would anybody, especially a Republican, mind the fact that all of the you know, footage is out there, 41,000 hours, as you mentioned a moment ago. And again, Tucker mentions this, a lot of it's just, you know, empty rooms, not a lot going on. And so, you mm-hmm. know, he went through and picked out the, you know, the various things where there's actually activity and so on. And then why anybody would come out, especially Republicans, conservatives, and say, well, it's doctored. I'm thinking, no, the footage actually that's already been out in the mainstream media has very much been doctored. And in fact, Tucker rolls through that in his actual presentation of, quote unquote, the facts. The reality is the other side has been really deliberately, I think, misleading people all along, which, of course, I think was their intention all along. We can get into this, but I think it was their intention to smear Trump and really, in a way, make him look really bad and maybe possibly not even have him you know, ever run for office again. And this, in a lot of ways, vindicates that. And I, I don't know how any sane person could look at anything that's been presented, turn off the sound even if you want to from Tucker Carlson commenting, and just watch Watch the videos without the sound and tell me what you see. To me, it's pretty plain. It really is. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy. I'm not. But I suspect that some of these anti-Trump rhinos, the ones that hate him with a passion like the Mitch McConnells, I think that somewhere deep down inside where they would never say this with their outside voice, not even to their own spouses, I think that they're glad that this happened. I, I do. I think that they look at this and go, hey, good. You know what? Nobody got killed by these Trump people. Okay, fine. But at least this is a stain on Trump. And so I'm going to join the Democrats in milking this because whatever destroys his brand and his chances of getting reelected in 2024, yeah. I'm for. Can't and so therefore, I think this is a good yeah. thing. And really, Nancy Pelosi, I... 
I'm trying to come up with a reason for her to not have the National Guard there when she had the opportunity to. Donald Trump approved the National Guard up to 20,000 troops. And she's like, no, it'll be fine. And just went ahead and left a really small amount of Capitol Police to be able to handle something like this when we now know there was intel suggesting that there were some people planning on storming the Capitol. But she kept that a secret. And my personal belief is... I think that she wanted that to happen. I think she thought, you know what, if if we can incite or create an opportunity or roll out the red carpet for some of these Trump supporters to create some really bad optics, that will benefit us. And I think these idiots gave her her wish. And consequently, the bad optics is something that served the Democrats and the rhinos well, and they're glad it happened. And I just think that's disgusting. But that is my personal opinion. I can't know their heart. Only God knows their heart. But we've got a lot more to talk about regarding this uh, and many things that we're going to unpack. We're going to get uh, Roger and certainly Neil and everybody else, and we're going to discuss many different aspects of the whole January 6th issue and the rest of these videos coming out as we continue through this podcast. While we work through this podcast, we just want to make sure everybody understands, okay? Uh, we can multitask. We can do multiple things at one time. One of them is listening to this podcast. The other one is doing things like saving babies' lives. Because look, we're all pro-life. We know that. And we have a passion for the unborn. And we're seeing what's happening in culture and society today. Walgreens is under attack because they're not going to sell the abortion pill in some states. And now Gavin Newsom out in California is trashing, well, we'll never do business with Walgreens again or whatever. Well, you know something? We need to have at least as much passion, if not more passion, about saving babies' lives as these liberal Democrats have about taking babies' lives. And that's why I'm asking everybody listening to us right now, would you give to Preborn? Preborn is the main organization that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. And those moms choose life when they see those pictures. But it takes money to show those pictures. Ultrasound images cost money. $28 saves one baby's life on average. We're asking everybody right now, will you give $280 and save 10 babies' lives? Stop 10 abortions for 280 bucks. Look, if you could do more than that, do more. Some people do 2800 and save 100 babies' lives. Some people do 140 and save five babies' lives. But 280 is kind of the benchmark we're asking most people to do if you can do that right now. And here's how easy it is. Go online to CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn tab. CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn. You can give right there. Everything that you give goes to fund ultrasounds, not a dime for overhead. If you want to give over the phone, you can call right now, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing that. We really do. And, you know, uh, Roger, it, it occurs to me that what I was telling my listeners We really can multitask. We can listen to the podcast, but we can really support needy causes. I'm thinking saving unborn lives is a really, really needy cause. But there's a lot of other uh, great causes out there, too, and and great ways that people can spend their money and people that they can support and advertisers of this, supporters and sponsors of this podcast, like Wilson. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Dennis Wilson or Wilson Financial actually is a preborn supporter. I mean, that's how he got his interest in the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. And as we're talking about the January 6th, uh, quote unquote, insurrection, you see what that's done <clears throat> to the markets. I mean, it's just in terms of the way the media has manipulated that story. And you saw the Dow go 
down, way down in, in 2020 because of the pandemic. It was starting to tick back up and then the insurrection happened and we wound up losing 10 or 15% of the market last year or two years ago and then last year again. And I keep thinking about guys like Dennis who offer opportunities for our listeners to say, hey, look, don't you want to have security? I mean, knowing that your retirement's going to be secure, that your, your investments are going to be secure. Um, he has a 3D money account that he calls it that literally uh, promises a guaranteed return that's way better than the banks or the stock market. And you're guaranteed you're not going to lose any money either. That's the kind of peace of mind you're looking for. And so that's why I don't have any hesitation in recommending Wilson Financial's advisors to our National Crawford Roundtable listeners, um, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to uh, CrawfordMediaGroup.net and you can click on the banner there. But, you know, that that putting literally making that investment, you know, being good stewards with the resources that we have. I, I appreciate the fact that people steward the resources here at the National Crawford Roundtable. We're talking about what's happening with this, uh, the, the release of the 40,000 plus hours of video, because these are things that people in Congress were asking Nancy Pelosi for two years and she wouldn't do. She knew ahead of time that the National Guard should have been alerted and on high alert for any kind of quote unquote insurrection activities on January 6th, told mm-hmm. them to step down. I think of the uh, police officer who Tucker had on the other night was a Tariq Johnson, who yeah. was his responsibility is getting the senators and Congress people out of there. And there was absolutely no word coming into him whatsoever. He'll testify to this from Capitol Police. I mean, he basically had to act on his own. And were it not for some, you know, rather enthusiastic Trump supporter who gave him a MAGA hat, which he said he used to kind of, you know, deflect off other people, then the White House and the Capitol Police Force used that to turn on him 22 years down the drain in his career because of one screenshot of him wearing a MAGA hat. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that they won't even have this conversation. But I'm grateful that at least Kevin McCarthy was able to uh, to ramrod this. Let's get the video out and sure, give it to Tucker Carlson. What's Joy Reid going to do with it? You know, what's I Jake know. Tapper going to do with it? Right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. At least Tucker. Well, the, he cherry picked five minutes. Oh, like that never happens at MSNBC. I mean, <laughs> Well, you know what, guys, Roger, if you think about it, though, that is nor do you have any idea how common it is for Democrats to have some kind of piece of information? And then what they do, they don't blanket it to all of the media. What they do is they give it to their favorite reporter at New York Times or Washington Post or ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN. They do this all the time. It is normal. But of course, those rules are somehow different now when it comes to Kevin McCarthy giving something to the star at Fox News. Well, why is that different than giving Democrats giving something exclusively to the star at CNN or MSNBC? They do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, give me a break. Neil, let me ask you about this. Your uh, your take on all of this. Neil Bourne, of course, Neil Bourne live out of Buffalo, New York. I know we've been diving way deeper into all of these videos that than you have. And I'm just kind of curious to get your perspective from a little bit more of the the uh, outside. You haven't been as inside baseball on these videos as we have. So I'm really curious to get your perspective because I think you speak for a lot of people out there that are like, you know what, I know about this, but I haven't really gotten that detailed involved in it. Uh, what is your perspective on all of this? Well, it's interesting. I should probably just note for a second that our radio station in Buffalo, WDCX-FM, is literally moving 
as we record this. I mean, we're moving from downtown Buffalo to one of the uh, northern suburbs. And so, you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been focused on trying to prepare material in advance, prepare for the time when we're going to be going through sort of a blackout. I mean, we're on the air, but whatever. The point is we had to have programming ready to go uh, during the time because we weren't going to be able to do as much live stuff as normal. So all of that being said, when this whole story breaks, um, I really haven't paid that much attention to it. And I got a lot of questions, uh, you know, that I want to ask you guys about it at the same time maybe a few thoughts that i'll share along the way but before we do that i'm reminded (laughs) of just how precious freedom is because all of these conversations in one way or another relate to the constitutional freedoms that we enjoy here in the u.s and i don't know if you saw this story this one i did have time to take a look at and it involves our, our partners at alliance defending freedom because um, there's a tiny little college called Co- College of the Ozarks. I don't know if you guys heard this story, but um, they actually, you know, the Biden administration and Court of Appeals kind of came down on them by denying their opportunity to complain or to fight back about the fact uh, that they didn't want to have to uh, do away with um sex as we understand it, male being male, female being female. In other words, in dormitories and in shower spaces, this college was going to be forced to, you know, have men in women's restrooms and in dormitories and maybe even in dorm rooms. Um, complete disregard for any biblical or traditional understanding of what it means to be a man or a woman. And if they weren't going to comply, they were going to face mammoth fines, punitive damages, all kinds of attorney's fees, of course. And so it all comes down to this, like, should a tiny little college, College of the Ozarks, be free to follow their biblical values and religious tradition, the same stuff on which it was founded in the first place? So Alliance Defending Freedom stepped in pro bono, as they always do, uh, and said that the government can't strip a private faith-based institution of its constitutionally protected freedoms, can't do that, simply because it disagrees with its views about marriage and sexuality. And I'm just wondering how many of us are grateful for Alliance Defending Freedom uh, and for organizations that are going to back us up on stuff like this. Um, it's why I encourage any who are listening to join me and join us in supporting this group that makes it possible for us to continue to talk about these kind of things and to stand for biblical values, you know, in our communities, on the air, wherever we have opportunity. And Alliance Defending Freedom is incredible. They've won 14 victories at the U.S. Supreme Court since 2011, 80% of the cases they've ever taken on. Uh, and so, you know, as we talk about uh, attacks on freedom in various ways uh, here on this program, remember, give to Alliance Defending Freedom. In fact, join me today in doing that. Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. We've got a banner there. Just click on it, and it's easy to give. CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Or if you prefer, you can call 877-367-6461. That's 877-367-6461. I mentioned I had a couple of questions about this whole thing. There's a lot of stuff swirling around Fox News right now. I mean, you, you probably also caught wind of the fact that uh, people were attacking Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram for, you know, saying that they thought that, you know, this uh, attorney for Dominion of the Trump attorney, um, what's her name? She escapes my mind. Um, but she was the one who was saying that Dominion voting systems, you know, had rigged their systems and therefore votes weren't going to Trump when they should have been. Is that Sidney uh, Powell? Yeah, Sidney Powell. Thank you. Uh, brain freeze here. Got too many things going on at once. But, you know, there's, there's questions about that. But, but I think in a way, if 
it's really kind of interesting because you mentioned, you know, what about some of the hosts at CNN? If they had been given 40,000 hours of footage, um, there's another report. I don't know if you saw it. It came out just literally a couple hours ago that in some of the text message exchanges about that whole thing, it was discovered that uh, Tucker Carlson really doesn't like Donald Trump. At least that's the feeling. Maybe even hates him. Or you could interpret it to say that he hates talking about Donald Trump every single day on his program. Like, when is the day going to come when we don't have to talk about this? Why am I saying this? Because I think it's kind of interesting. It really raises the question that if um, if if uh, Tucker Carlson isn't a fan of Donald Trump or talking about him every single day on the air, first of all, that's news to me. But secondarily, it actually makes him more credible because with 40,000 hours of footage on hand and his desire to help expose the other side of the story, which we all know matters, um, I, then I really want to hear what he has to say. And I'm, I'm intrigued to find out what it's going to be. And I just want to say real quick, I mean, I'm a fan of football. I played college football. And I know how long it takes to break down an hour's worth of game film, whether we're looking at the last game we played or the team coming up. It can take an entire week to do that effectively. 40,000 hours? I mean, who's going to go through all this? But secondarily, do any of us believe that we're not going to see some other angle that could help change the narrative? I mean, it only takes one extra camera angle for the NFL to overturn a call on a football field, even during the Super Bowl. So um, I'm intrigued by what all of this potentially could bring up. And I think it's important that we listen and that we pay attention with an open mind. I don't think the nation's media, by and large, is going to do any favors to Tucker Carlson or Kevin McCarthy for all of this. But I think it's important that we find out what what the rest of the story is, Paul Harvey would say, what the rest of the story really is. Right. Well, and there ought to be a desire for that. And part of the challenge here, Neil, is that once people believe something, it's almost impossible to get your average person today to undo a belief about something because we live in a post-truth world where it's like once I feel something, then I believe it and I'm not going to change it. And there are just a bunch of lies that people believe. Actually, I was, <laughs> I was jotting some of these down, okay? These are things that are not true but that people believe they're true, all right? Uh, bats aren't blind, believe it or not, all right? The Bible doesn't say it was an apple that Adam and Eve ate. Uh, Donald Trump never said that neo-Nazis are very fine people. And he didn't say if you have COVID, you should drink bleach. All right. Ron DeSantis never said that black history shouldn't be taught in the public schools. Uh, And by the way, you can't see the Great Wall of China from space. Evolution is not true. And by the way, the Bible doesn't say there were three wise men visiting Jesus on the day of his birth on December 25th. And the other, just the other night, I watched Casablanca, and you know something? Humphrey Bogart never said, play it again, Sam. I mean, there's just so many things that people believe that are true. And one of the things that is etched in stone in people's minds is that January 6th was an insurrection, a deadly insurrection that Donald Trump instigated and that it was not a mostly peaceful day. Uh, this is something that, with liberals especially, the paint in their brains dries. And when it dries, you just can't get them to, no matter how many facts and evidence and videos you show them, John John Rush, Rush to Reason, you just trying to change the mind of a liberal who's decided, here's how I feel about something, is almost 
impossible. Even if you show them the videos, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, l- let's face it, it, that day was, if you have tens of thousands of people that are peaceful and you have a couple of hundred that were not peaceful, that by definition is mostly peaceful. He never said only peaceful. He said mm-hmm. mostly peaceful. That's factually true, but it doesn't matter. Nobody on the left is going to change their beliefs. I say it all the time, and I will continue to stand by this. Liberalism is a mental illness, and everything you just said, Bob, is 100% correct. And anytime somebody's mentally ill, they will not see the facts. They will not change their minds. It doesn't matter what you tell them. You're just wasting your breath. You know what? What do we do then about it? Do we just give up and not— we uh, We have to work towards the middle. So that middle of the road voter that I think can be swayed one way or the other, they will look at the facts, that do look at things— you know, in a direct manner and then make, make, you know, decisions based upon those facts that he or she sees. Those are the ones we have to work for, work towards. The right. folks that are on the far left, that roughly 30% probably of the country, and hopefully it's right. not much more than that. Yeah, no, there's no sense even wasting your breath on those people. They are not going to be convinced or swayed one way or the other, especially politically speaking. Now, when it comes to salvation, all those things, yes, the Lord can do miraculous things. And, and, you know, and I even said, yes, there's a whole other topic on top of it. But after watching everything, that Tucker Carlson came out with yesterday. If you call yourself a Christian with a C next to your name and vote for a D next to their name, how can you have that C still there? I know. And, and by the way, you're abs. You're so right, John, about who we need to be speaking to because, yeah, the hardcore left, nothing is going to change there as far as the politics of the scope. Salvation through Jesus Christ, absolutely, absolutely. But it's those people, those swing voters in the middle. And the Democrats know this and the media knows this and the rhinos like Mitch McConnell know this. You only need two, three, four, five percent of people in the middle that a stiff breeze could swing them toward the Republican versus the Democrat candidate. All you need to do is swing those people your way. And you can do it through deception, through the lie of omission, through edited videos, and through headlines that are dishonest because those people don't tend to do deep dives into what the actual facts are. And the Democrats know this, the media knows this, and that's one of the ways that they, if I can use the words, rig elections. That's why they control the media because they know if they control the media, they can control those mindsets. All right, now we have a lot more to talk about this in the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast coming up. Uh, A lot more areas of this. We're even going to talk about the Buffalo Horned Outfit QAnon shaman guy and just many different aspects of January 6th with the Tucker Carlson thing. Uh, Before we get into the second half, I just want to ask everybody one more time, if you haven't given a preborn yet, will you do that now? Just go online to crawfordmediagroup.net Click on the preborn tab and you can give right there to save babies' lives. Don't forget the numbers. $28 is the average cost to save one baby's life. That's what pays for the ultrasound images for an unborn baby to be seen by that baby's mom. And that mom chooses life 85% of the time when she sees a picture of her baby. You know that? So we got to get these babies' images in front of the moms. 28 bucks stops one abortion. We're asking you for $280 to stop 10 abortions. Will everybody do that right now? And if you could do more, do more. Uh, go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the preborn tab. Give right there. If you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24-7. You can call right now, 833-850-BABY. And just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. And 100% of what you give goes to fund these ultrasounds. We appreciate you folks doing this. All right, the second half is coming up next. If the second half of this podcast doesn't play on your regular radio station right now, 
it probably plays at a different time. So go to the website for your local radio station and you can look at the program guide and see when the second half plays. Or just listen to the second half online. Go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you listen to your podcast. We welcome your five-star reviews. And if you want to watch video of our podcast, you can do that at MyHopeNow.com. All right, second half of all the January 6th stuff coming up next. This has been a Crawford Media Group production. Continuing on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys, John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado, Neil Boron, Neil Boron Live out of Buffalo, New York, Roger Marsh of the bottom line from the People's Republic of California, while it's still one of the 50 states. Myself, Bob Duco, the Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. We're talking all things January 6th and Tucker Carlson releasing the videos that have been censored by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats from January 6th, showing that the narrative is not what we've been told it was. It turns out that Carlson is factually accurate in what he's been saying. And uh, Roger, let me ask you about this. Uh, He's being attacked right now for daring to call this event mostly peaceful. And, and this is what's really striking to me. And I want to get your your take on all of this. Uh, I never once saw Mitch McConnell go after CNN or MSNBC or the rest of the mainstream media for using the term mostly peaceful when describing the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots. Uh, what they would What they would do is they would say, well, yes, there was violence there, but it was mostly peaceful. And that wasn't considered a controversial thing for them to say by any of these rhinos like Mitch McConnell. But Tucker Carlson says this very same thing about January 6th, and suddenly it's clutching pearls time. So I just, I want to throw out a quick reminder of some numbers here, and then I want to get your reaction to this, Roger, if we could. Uh, First of all, uh, with January 6th, The amount of people that were killed by the Trump supporters was zero. As a matter of fact, the total amount of people killed, period, for that day was one. And that one person was a Trump supporter. This was an unarmed woman, Ashley Babbitt, who also happened to be a veteran. She was unarmed. She was shot and killed. But other than that, the Trump supporters didn't kill one person, didn't shoot one person, didn't fire a gun at one person, didn't even point a gun or even carry a gun. There were zero explosives that were set off. Contrast that with Black Lives Matter and their riots that killed not one, not two, but dozens of people, thousands of police officers injured, countless businesses burned to the ground, yet not one rebuke from Mitch McConnell about CNN, Democrats, and the rest of the media calling these riots, quote, mostly peaceful. Nope. He says his condemnation for Tucker Carlson for saying that January 6th was mostly peaceful when it was actually, relatively speaking, way, way, way more peaceful overall than the Black Lives Matter Antifa riots. I'm just, I expect this kind of stuff from Chuck Schumer, but it's getting really old coming from people that claim to be Republicans like Mitch McConnell. All right, I'm done ranting. Roger, your take. <laughs> well, you, you, it's always just kind of dangerous when you bring facts around people who are transformed through the renewing of their minds, right? I mean, the right. reality is here we are listening to this conversation, learning a lot, digging up the, you know, what the real facts are. 
you know, and then uh, to John's point about, you know, the feelings driving so much of policy, so much of reporting and things of that nature. It's very, very true. And it's important, I think, uh, you know, just we, we got to get past hyperbole. I mean, the, Donald Trump was at CPAC a week or so ago. He said, the crime rate is higher now than it's ever been. Well, that, that's not true. I mean, you know, the murder rate was 300 in Manhattan and 1990 is 35 last year. I mean, so we, we have to be able to look at those types of numbers. But everything you just described about what happened on January 6th, I had a, a guy who's a good friend of mine. He's a board member on the executive board of one of the major ministries that we would all know who we're talking about because their programs air on all of our stations. And he was there and he said, you know, there were a million or so people where he was listening to the president speak, listening to John Eastman speak. And he said, I had to find out on the news afterwards what actually happened at the Capitol because it was such a small event compared to the massive event that was, for the most part, peaceful. And when it's just a question of telling the story, getting a platform to tell the story and what's the narrative. But as so many people are working so quickly to try to come up with these life and death narratives with regard to how they're going to feel and how they're going to act. I mean, it really is reprehensible that people don't take more time like we do every week here on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast and dig deeper, you know, to get different voices in, to ask questions of each other, to sharpen iron, I mean, to put it bluntly. And the fact that there's not a lot of that going on right now in the mainstream media, I mean, the the, the pearl clutching and hand wringing that's coming from the left right now, I, it, it's it's almost embarrassing. I mean, to use a leftist term, I was like, oh, I'm beyond embarrassed for you because blah, blah. Well, I mean, when you get right down to it, we're speaking facts and truth, doing so with love and grace, I believe. And, you know, the, the, the facts are the facts. Everything you just mentioned, Bob, is true. I mean, and so you how, know how, how do you argue with that? Can I? Can, uh, can yes, jump please, in real Neil. quick, Bob. Yeah. I, and remember what you're about to say, because uh, you know I definitely would want you to respond to Roger. But at the same time, if you get a chance, go back and, and describe why the mainstream media and Democrats and others are calling this a deadly insurrection when what you said is actually true—that no one was killed by the rioters. The only person killed on the scene was somebody who was actually a Trump supporter. But I, 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 you said it quickly. I know we've dealt with it on a prior podcast, but I think that point alone, there may be people in the mushy middle somewhere undecided on some of these things who could be swayed by finding out that, that what they've been told by the nation's media and by Democrats isn't true. That's right. Uh, I know this is blunt, okay? They are lying to you. I don't know a better way to put it. They are lying when they call this a, quote, deadly insurrection. Even the couple of hundred people that originally engaged in violence, pushing the way past police, and as wrong as they were, and none of us have ever defended them or justified them, even those couple of hundred people, they're... They didn't want to overthrow the government. They weren't trying to engage in insurrection. They weren't even trying to overthrow the election. All they wanted to do was disrupt the proceedings so that there could be a temporary delay on the certificate so that the paint wouldn't dry yet completely on the election results because they wanted the fraud allegations to be looked into further in just a handful of states. So they just wanted to delay the process. Now, they were wrong for wanting to delay it. You don't do it that way and they should get in trouble. We all agree on that. But they killed no one. They shot no one. None of them were even carrying a gun. One person got killed, and it was one of the Trump supporters, an unarmed woman. Those are the actual facts. Ask your liberal friend that that has decided how they feel. Ask your liberal friend, can you refute any of these facts that I'm giving you? And I guarantee you they're not going to okay. be able to. But so, somebody might say some Capitol Police officers died, so how did they die if they weren't killed? 
Uh, Brian Sicknick died the next day from a stroke. Okay, he got a stroke, and it was an aneurysm that built in the base of his spine, or at the base of his cranium, and this is what the autopsy revealed. He died of a stroke the next day. After the violence part of January 6th, after that happened, when there was no more violence and everybody was just walking around and moseying through the Capitol, Tucker Carlson showed video of Brian Sicknick standing there like he was a traffic cop, basically, in the Capitol, waving people, okay, go over here, point in this direction, basically a traffic cop guiding the people where to walk and such. You can see him on camera doing this, and he was perfectly healthy at that time. It's tragic that he died the next day. It is. But to somehow claim that he was killed by them is just a flat-out lie. It's, he it's died a, the next it's day a better by a stroke. chance he was killed by the vaccine than by January 6th. <laughs> Actually, that is a very good point, John. But you see, one of the things that we do on this podcast is we lay out the facts and the evidence that the mainstream media won't tell you. And there's a lot of areas that we talk about this, all right? It's not just things like what happened January 6th. It's all different areas like, for example, the issue of abortion and fighting for the unborn. That's why you hear us talking about preborn every day. Quick reminder, if you haven't given your $280 yet, you can still do it right now. We're asking everybody listening to this podcast, do you appreciate what we're doing? I hope so. If you do, would you give $280 one time to save 10 babies' lives? Give it to Preborn. Preborn is the main organization that partners with pro-life centers all across the country to show ultrasound images of unborn babies to those expectant moms. And when a mom sees a picture of her baby, she chooses life 85% of the time. And by the way, these women are accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior too, all across the country. But it takes money to do this. So 28 bucks stops one abortion. That's the average cost. $280 will stop 10 we do 280. Now, if you can only do half of that, do 140. If you could do 10 times that, do 2,800. And yes, we need some of you out there that God's blessed you financially. We need some of you out there to buy ultrasound machines. They're $15,000 a piece. And your legacy, your business's legacy, your family legacy will be that you stopped thousands and thousands of abortions. Are these babies' lives worth saving? So for everybody else, 280, what do you say? Go right now to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on the Preborn tab, and you can give right there. CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn. Everything you give goes to fund ultrasounds, not a penny for overhead. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24-7. You can call in the middle of the night. Call anytime, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing this. We appreciate you supporting our sponsors like Preborn, like Dennis Wilson Financial. Actually, Roger, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Dennis Wilson is also, he's not only a financial guru (laughs) for people to trust with their finances and portfolios. uh, He's also a supporter of Preborn, which I think is great. Yeah, he absolutely is. And one of the things that I love about what Wilson Financial Advisors does is being a faith-based Christian organization and serving people for over 50 years in the area of financial planning, uh, they donate a considerable portion of their profits back into the building of churches or to the donate. He's actually provided funding for two ultrasound machines during the past year through Preborn. That's Talk about putting your money where your mouth is. You yeah. know, we were talking about the, the this whole issue of uh, the why this is such a big deal on the left for January 6th and why 
more clear thinking people can see it for what really happened. And I think the issue is there's the uncertainty factor. A lot of people were saying, oh my gosh, I never imagined in a million years that something like this could happen at the White House. And a lot of Capitol Police officers who had, you know, kind of a cushy job just kind of walking around with Congress people and senators all of a sudden start having big challenges to their health. Well, there are a lot of people who get to the retirement side of life. And they, wow, it never occurred to me I wouldn't have enough money. It never occurred to me that my 401k could become a 201k overnight because the stock market was so crazy. And that's one of the things that Wilson Financial Advisors aims to do is to say in a God-honoring way, how do we find investments for you that are going to take away that risk? I mean, you've got they've got so many zero-risk investments that put out good returns and portions of the proceeds are donated to organizations like Preborn. I highly recommend you stand with Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial. Um, you can find his banner up at the CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Just click on the Wilson Financial Advisors banner or call 800-696-9970 and talk to one of the great team members that would answer the phone there at Wilson Financial. If you've got uh, money that you are looking to safeguard and use for kingdom purposes. Remember that we're talking stewardship here, you know, whether it's your money or your time or the resources or the information you have. Bob, one of the things I love about NCR is the fact that National Crawford Roundtable podcast, we steward the information and the time we have here uh, as, as best we can for the furtherance of the kingdom. And this isn't a, you know, let's, let's bash on Mitch, Mitch McConnell. If he does something silly, we need to call him out on that. But the idea is, you know, this is all for the glory of God. It's all for the advancement of the gospel. And the idea that, you know, where organizations like Preborn, Alliance Defending Freedom, Wilson Financial that are standing in the gap, I think is, is very commendable. And I'm, I, this is my weekly, I'm honored to be part of the program, part of the program. But, you know, it really is true. You know, when we see what's happening with this January 6th, the new revelations that we, the people, were not shown, we were not told about until just this week. It, it's kind of insidious, if you think too long about it, that uh, the fact that the United States Congress was keeping this information from the people to perpetuate a narrative that has so far resulted in how many indictments, how many arrests, how many jailings? None. Because the big, the the whole circus of last year, well, we got to keep Trump's name in the news somehow. So yeah, this is all the fingers are going to point to Donald Trump. And where are we now? The Trump tax thing, yawn. The January 6th committee, yawn. How many more hours and millions of dollars are Congress going to waste perpetuating lies when all people are asking for is the truth? You know, you really should form an opinion instead of being so just milk toast, Roger. <laughs> just saying, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll try not to hold back next time. <laughs> um, you know, John, one of the things I was curious to get your take on is this Jacob Chansley guy, uh, the horned shaman. buffalo-headed QAnon shaman guy. Okay, now, look, I'm not a fan of his. I, I don't— He's a nut job. No, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. He's a Sorry. nut job. But, but you know, but, there, but there's nothing illegal about being a nut job. I know. Well, first of all, this is a kind of guy that you expect to see at a football game somewhere, Correct. not wearing a shirt when it's nine below. Correct. Okay, fine. You get people that are like that. Uh was he wrong to walk up to the speaker's platform and stand up there, you know, holding a flag? And yes, that was wrong to do. But if, if you watch these videos and Carlson shows the videos, there's not one, not two, but nine different police officers that are walking with him at various stages throughout the Capitol. They're chatting with him. They're walking and chatting, even you know, escorting him, even uh, trying to open doors for him and letting him through. The guy was doing nothing violent. Nut job, Absolutely. Haven't babysit my kids, my grandkids? No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, but 
when somebody does something like that, you know what you do? You give them a ticket for trespassing. You maybe give them some kind of a misdemeanor for trespassing or go away to... The guy is in prison right now for three and a half years. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure years. out, John, if he deserves to be in prison for three and a half years, then why isn't there – why didn't one of those police officers even try to stop him, let alone arrest him? I said yesterday, if he's in prison for close to four years, why isn't Liz Cheney and the others like her in the same I know. cell or you know the cell next to him, given the fact that they lied to the American public like they did? The reality is they, in my opinion, they committed a far higher crime than he did. Uh, I know. And actually, Neil, I want to ask you about that as it relates to, uh, to rights of people, because it does seem to me we have a two-tiered justice system in this country. And again, I want to make sure and stress – I'm not suddenly becoming a champion and a fan of this Jacob Chensley guy. I, I, I agree with with uh, with John. I think he's a nutcase. All right, but you don't lock up nut, nutcases for nearly four years in prison for what for anybody else would be misdemeanor trespassing. Uh, this to me doesn't seem right, and we're not just seeing it here. Uh, I know we talk on this podcast about uh, Alliance Defending Freedom and the work that they do, because it's not just people like Jacob Chensley. you got a lot of Christians right now that are having their rights denied and having the book thrown at them in a wrong and unfair way because they happen to be Christian or conservative. And I'm just, I, I thank the Lord we've got ADF fighting for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to talk about Alliance Defending Freedom in just a second here. But, you know, the idea that um, our rights are under attack, it, it goes, it's across the board. Right now, a mile from me at the University of Buffalo, um, there's a major fight going on because guys come into town to say that he wants to see an end to transgenderism while the LGBTQ community is going crazy. And yet the school, at least for now, is still holding its ground saying, yeah, well, uh, freedom of speech is is something that we embrace, whether you agree with it or not. And that's the part that as Americans, we've always just taken for granted that, that there are people who are going to say things that uh, we don't agree with, but we champion their right to be able to say them, even if they're wrong. Problem is we've moved from tolerance a few years ago to what we would consider now complete intolerance. Now it's, uh, you know, any, any uh, folks on the other side of the political aisle or ideological aisle are now demanding our not only our affirmation but full cooperation with everything they want to do and and honestly that's where alliance defending freedom comes in because that's exactly what happened to a gentleman named Wendell Perez and his wife Maria when they got a call saying that their 12-year-old daughter had attempted suicide in the school's bathroom i mean obviously they were in shock they knew nothing that she was struggling you know nothing about anything she was struggling with and were told later that uh you know, even though the, the family had raised this child Catholic and with a biblical and scientific understanding of what, you know, sex is, male and female, et cetera, um, that school officials had been having confidential meetings with this girl about changing her gender. And apparently teachers and staff at the school had begun treating their daughter as a boy without the parents' consent or even their knowledge and didn't share information with them about the daughter's alleged transition because of, quote, confidentiality, confidentiality issues. Now, just think about that for a minute. Think mm -hmm. about getting a call to find out that one of your children has attempted suicide because the school has been working behind your back to help convince them that they need to change their gender. Well, Alliance Defending Freedom... Uh, is suing the daughter's Florida school district Good. for obstructing his and his wife's constitutional, uh, constitutionally protected right to direct their daughter's upbringing. And amen to that. Thank God that somebody like Alliance Defending Freedom is stepping in. And that's exactly what they do. This this kind of story strikes really close to home. Uh, any of us who have children or grandchildren ought to be mortified by this kind of thing. 
But Alliance Defending Freedom is there to help. And obviously they do all this pro bono. They step in. They help families like the Perez family, um, like our family, like like Christians and freedom-loving Americans everywhere who need their rights defended. And uh, thank God for Alliance Defending Freedom. I urge you to support them. They take on all these cases pro bono. They don't charge these families anything. But they desperately need our support to be able to do it. And so we want to encourage you to call them at 877-367-6461, 877-367-6461 to, to help out and and to help support Alliance Defending Freedom's effort to stand for this kind of truth and righteousness. And by the way, we have a banner on our website, CrawfordMediaGroup.net, that you can click on. It'll take you right there, CrawfordMediaGroup.net. But Bob, you you're right on. I mean, this is exactly what we're fighting for here on um, National Crawford Roundtable. It's why we talk about these issues, because these kinds of rights are under attack in the public square and sometimes behind closed doors. But either way, um, we need to, to let people know what's actually going on and know that they've got support and standing for truth. That's right. Which, By the way, I <laughs> I don't know why I just happened to think of this. But, Neil, uh, with you being in Buffalo and with us talking about the horned, buffalo-headed QAnon shaman guy, (laughs) (laughs) did you know that there's one word in the English language that you can repeat eight times in a row with no other word in between them? And based on your voice inflection and where you put the commas, it's a grammatically accurate sentence. And that one word happens to be buffalo. Uh, you, you take the word buffalo, and because you got three uses of the word <laughs> buffalo as a noun, the animal, like a bison. Mm-hmm. Buffalo as a noun, a place, the city where you are, and buffalo as a verb to bully someone. And you can eight times say buffalo, 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 eight times in a row, and it's a grammatically and accurate sentence. <laughs> and it makes sense. You learn something or not. every day. On there the you go. You know what? <laughs> That's why people tune in to the That's podcast, no okay? Problem. You would not know that if you'd have... Uh, all right. So anyway, hey, now, Roger, I'm, I'm curious, though, your take, first of all, not just on the horned buffalo guy, but just the, the general sense of, of where this thing ends up going. Because I got to tell you, I'm seeing stuff in America right now that if this were going on in some other country somewhere, everybody would be pointing the fingers going, see, that's the difference between China and the U.S. That's the difference between Russia and the U.S., Iran and the U.S. Uh, that they, they have the two-tier justice system over there, and they, they, rig and they rig elections the way that they do. They censor information the way that they do. And then if they have somebody in the media who says, hey, let me show you the rest of the story that they didn't show you, you have the leader of the Senate for the Democrats, the Senate majority leader, actually go on the floor of the Senate and say and call on the president of Fox News you need to shut him down. You need to take him off the air. You need to stop him. You need to censor him. Uh, make him stand down from presenting video, peaceful video of the rest of the story. Uh, Roger, I got to tell you, I mean, honestly, this is the stuff we see in other countries around the world that we criticize and have done for decades, and we're watching it here in the United States. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because there's been such a furor on the left about the stealing of the election and the, you know, the, 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 the threat to democracy and this, that, and the other thing. Actually, there has been a stealing of the election, the rigging of elections, but it's happening from the left and they're using right. events like January 6th to run as their cover. I mean, we as people of the United States, who are also people of faith, have to be made aware of the fact 
that this is going on right now. I don't believe the election was stolen. I believe it was rigged. And they're using semantics to try to dissuade people. You know, big steal, big lie, big steal, big lie. And pretty soon, you know, they know that their constituents are are several miles wide and about a half inch deep when it comes to content. We have to stay sharp. We have to stay focused. That's right. We, because this is this really is happening in this country. And, uh, you know, we haven't even touched China yet. And the I fact know. that what's going on in the Middle East is just, it's all, it's all been you know, coming to a boil. But as Neil pointed out a couple of weeks ago, you know, we shouldn't be concerned that the Antichrist is coming at the end of the world is coming. We should be prepared rather than anything else, because I mean, we know it's coming. We know that's eventually going to happen. The question isn't if it's when, so let's be on our guard and let's be paying close attention to the signs of the times. That's great. I mean, Hey, look, Nothing changes the fact Jesus is still Lord, God's still on his throne, and Amen. we shouldn't be surprised any of this is happening. Uh, John, maybe if I can, just in our last, we have about 20, 30 seconds left. Uh, just some of your thoughts. The point you were making about the swing voters before, that is so true and so mm-hmm. important because uh, it's like the Media Research Center study that showed that 4.7% of Joe Biden voters immediately after the election said, I'd have changed my vote if right. I'd have known about the Hunter Biden story. Right. 4.7% literally right. gives Donald Trump a landslide victory. Well, and I think that they used J6 in the videos prior to what Tucker Carlson has just done to swing some of the election results that we had this last go around. So that's not going to happen, by the way, in 2024, because as Tucker releases these things more and more, I think more of that middle of the road voter is going to have their eyes opened. Yeah. Well, you know what? I hope so. Hey, Paul Harvey's right. The rest of the tour, let's just let everybody see all of the facts, all of the evidence, not the cherry-picked parts of it. And by the way, don't fall for the lie that Carlson has not been willing to show the violent parts of the video. He has, in fact, done that. So that's another lie that people are being told by the media that he's refusing to show that. Uh, anyway, look, we appreciate you folks listening to the podcast. We do. We encourage you, uh, continue to support Dennis Wilson Financial. Continue to support Alliance Defending Freedom. Continue to support Preborn. If you want to save these babies' lives, go right now to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on the Preborn tab and give you $280 right there. And you go to bed at night. You can go to bed tonight knowing you are responsible for saving 10 babies' lives, stopping 10 abortions. $280 will stop 10 abortions. That's how preborn does it. And by the way, you're bringing the moms to the Lord too because they're accepting Jesus Christ left and right when they see these ultrasound images. Is that worth 280 bucks? If you can't do that much, do less. Do 140, save f- five babies' lives. If you could do more, do more, do a lot more. We just ask you to do what you can, okay? CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on the Preborn tab. Give right there. Also, you can call 833-850-BABY 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And just mentioned National Crawford Roundtable, 833-850-BABY. We do appreciate all of you folks listening to the podcast every week. Don't forget you can listen to past episodes by going to CrawfordMediaGroup.net or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We welcome your five-star reviews. We thank you for those. If you want to watch video and see all of our pretty faces, you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. And Neil Boron, Neil Boron Live out of Buffalo, New York. John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Roger Marsh of The Bottom Line from Gavin Newsom Country. Myself, Bob Duco, Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. Guys, always great catching up with you. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to next week. 
Always fun. Likewise, Thank Bob. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless. You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to save babies now. And by Alliance Defending Freedom, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. Your generous financial support makes it possible for Alliance Defending Freedom to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to give your financial support. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. Please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app and look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This has been a Crawford Media Group production.